1: Hello again, everybody, and welcome to another Community Connections with Ryan Sowers. Super excited to have the amazing Eagleman, Eric Qualman, uh, owner of Eagleman Studios, with me today. Eric, Eagleman, how are you, sir?
0: Awesome. Great to be here. Great to be with your listeners.
1: Yeah, man. Well, I mean, you know, we... You and I, first of all, I was told my audience, I have been a fan of uh, Equalman, Eric, Eric for years. I I was, before we even knew each other, I was playing his videos and speeches. And I would like tweet at him and say, hey, man, I just showed a whole classroom, this video. And he's like, awesome. And he's got a video series. It's been, what's it? Socialnomics? Is it still called socialnomics?
0: Yeah, it started off social media revolution. And now we're approaching, it'll be a decade anniversary. And so we call them digital transformation now just to be more encompassing but uh thanks for all the love you've given the videos it's crazy how viral that thing is
1: yeah i mean it's it's crazy if you don't know you can look up uh you know uh equal man and he's all over social media whatever but the video series they've been doing for like a decade its it's i've never seen the audience i've been in front of it hadn't loved it so uh anyway so glad you're here but tell us man i know you you got a new book out you've had many books out you're a global entertainer and speaker great family man i think you're a basketball player back in the day uh i don't know if you still got the vertical uh i don't know about that uh-huh. But uh, just tell us a little bit about yourself for those people who don't know, know you, kind of what makes you tick, and we'll just get into some other stuff.
0: Yeah, no, it's uh, my name's Eric Qualman, first initial, last name's Equal Man, and so I'm happy to get in the whole story about why I wear these crazy green glasses and why it's called Equal Man, because we finally stepped into our story, but for the last 11 years, I've been writing books uh, to empower people, so I always like to entertain, educate, and empower people. Our goal is to reach 7 billion people, to empower 7 billion people by 2030. So thanks for having me on the show, because I can't do it alone. It's all your listeners that take the message. And then basically, they're a light that helps others shine. And we've been able to reach over 50 million people in 55 countries. So a long way to go. So we've made a big chunk, but a long way to go still. So it's just, this has been a fun journey.
1: Yeah. You know, and, and, and and Eric, I love that part about, uh, you know, everything I tell everybody when I name this particular show, I do, uh, community connections. I say that, you know, I'm in, we're talking, I'm in Atlanta. Well, that doesn't just mean Atlanta. Everybody has a community or communities that you reach and communities make up States and countries and, you know, all over the world that you're talking about. So, you know, we, we reach people, one person or, and through the internet age, you know, hundreds of thousands of people at a time. So, uh, yeah. Any, any little bit helps and uh, you're doing, doing great stuff. Now, I know you've written multiple books because I uh, have read through your book and, and gave you a, a great review. Uh, tell us about your newest book because I know you're crushing it.
0: Yeah. No, the latest book's called The Focus Project. And obviously, we didn't know a pandemic was coming, but it launched at almost the perfect time to help people out. The how do you focus when the world's completely unfocused? And so it's just been it's the not so simple art of doing less better. And so, the beautiful thing is just been getting all the notes, some that make me cry. I mean, I'm kind of a softy as it is. I'm a father of two young daughters, but uh, just to hear these notes on how much the book is helping someone during these difficult times. And one of the notes was this they just sat down and read the book in a day with their 15 year old daughter, that the daughter is just kind of wrestling with a fully virtual world, a pandemic. And so, how to focus on what you can control. So, the not so simple art of doing less better. And so, just getting those notes. And thanks for your review. Obviously, those help people discover the book that aren't aware of it. So it's been a wild ride for sure. But the best thing is just so gratifying to hear just how much it's helping people.
1: Remind me of the name. I mean, my brain these days, every year goes by, I can't remember more than about uh, you know five seconds. But r- tell everybody, I know it's all over Amazon. What's the name of the newest book? I just don't have it in front of me.
0: Yeah, it's called The Focus Project. Okay. not so simple, hard to doing less better, but it's just called The Focus Project. Uh, the reason it's a project is because I struggle with focus. So I basically wanted to take the industrial science, you know, like the science that's out there, third-party research, test it out with the street science. That was me. And so I was going to go out there and go, what works, what doesn't work? And it's the first book where I really tell my story. And it was really a challenge for me to do that because being from the Midwest, I'm always like, who cares about my story? But then I realized that everyone's basically living the same movie. We're just different actors and actresses. And so I've got a lot of feedback to like, that's the most powerful part because I can really relate to this month because each month I took on one thing to focus on. And so for your listeners, how exciting is that? Like, that's what got me excited was I lay like before I started the project, it took me about two years to start it because there's all these false starts because focus is hard. Yes. And so I was just laying awake, I go, man, how great would it be if I just focused on organizing the house this month? Or how great would it be if this month at work, I just focused on sales, like not all this other stuff that I have to do, just sales just for a couple hours a day. What would that look like? And what would the result be? Uh, and it turns out, spoiler alert, it's very powerful yeah. when you focus, whether it's business related or whether it's family related. Well, so you're
1: just so saying all that. So, you know, knowing you and and stuff we've done in the past, I uh, have not had a chance to read in depth because I wanted to go back and read because I'm a quick reader, but I'm talking about focus. I'm reading like five books at a time, but Here's something interesting. So I'm now down to my last four or five weeks of all but my dissertation in leadership studies, right? So I'm very interested in this because I I struggle with focus. I got like 25 things I'm always trying to do at the same time. Not really that effective. I'm going to probably be uh, guessing, uh, you know, and and, and the thing is, you know, when you do that, I I don't know what your findings are. I want to, I want to, I won't say it yet because I want to read all parts of it, but I find my brain is revving, right? You know, it's revving yeah. like a computer and it's got, you know, my my, my wife told me my computer looks like uh, my brain. You know, it's got all these things popping up, to-do list, to-do list of another to-do list. So uh, I think that book is really uh, timely and it's interesting, uh, it's a blessing that you got that out right, uh, I guess it came out right during or before the pandemic? Is that right? Yeah, it came out in
0: August. So it's during the middle of the pandemic. So Sometimes things happen for you, not to you. So at first you're like, "Oh my gosh, what are we gonna do? To launch?" Because look at um, Despicable Me Four—they just pushed it a whole year to the next year, and we we're like going, "Oh, do we launch the book in October?" And the inverse happened. People had heard about the book, and they started to ping me and saying, "We need this now. My daughter needs it. I need it. My grandmother needs it. Whoever it was." And so it's unheard of, but we moved the launch of the book. Couple months forward. The reason it's unheard of is because that's normally not good business to do that in the publishing world. You want to launch in October and you don't want to change launch dates. But we're like, who cares? You know, let's, if people need it, let's get it out there. And so that's why we pulled the book forward. So it's interesting. You mentioned that you try to parallel process a lot of things at a time. So what we discovered, or I discovered in my journey. All of us are really one of four different spirit animals when it comes to focus. So this will be fun. So we're going to okay. do this with you, Ryan. And right. listeners chime in because I want you to self-identify as well. Or feel free to tag your husband or your wife or your friend yep. on what they are. All but really, there's four animals. And so there's the hedgehog. The hedgehog is someone that a lot of us. So let's say that you want to write a book. That You'll write a book as soon as you have a Ph.D. in English. So essentially, you want to have all the armor before you get into the arena, even though that armor could be a deficit to you. It might weigh you down. Think about David and Goliath. Mm-hmm. But that's what a hedgehog looks like, is that you are basically sometimes don't have the confidence to kind of make that step per se. Okay. And so that's why your focus is, let me build this up before I actually take that step. So some of our hedgehogs, others are chameleons. So chameleons, and normally this is good, right? You're a good person. You have a high emotional intelligence. You're worried about what other people think. And so it might be you're doing a job right now because you think that that makes your mom or dad proud. Or you're doing something that, hey, this is good for my family. And so in essence, it's good at its core, the thought you're putting others before you. But just like on the airplane, you've got to put that oxygen mask on yourself first before you help the kids. Is that when it comes to focus, sometimes chameleons, you're not focused enough on what you should be focused on. You're worried about what you think others think you should be doing. And I'm kind of giving you like the Reader's Digest version of these yeah, things. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Super fast. But the army ant is someone that parallel processes things because they can. An army ant can carry 5,000 times their weight, but that doesn't mean they should because they're carrying this stuff. They get back to the anthill. They might not be able to cram it down there. <laughs> and so you'd be actually a lot better off just focusing on one thing at a time rather than parallel processing because you'll get them done quicker better, and also you'll be healthier and happier by focusing on one thing at a time rather than parallel processing things across the board. And so it's really then the last but not least is a squirrel. Squirrels, again, always have positive attributes. Squirrels are really good at knowing what's the latest and greatest restaurant. They know what the trends are. They're really good at sales. They kind of always are looking at what's the next shiny thing. But that's also the inverse is the weakness is that they never complete that project because they want to move on to the next thing. And so it's really identifying which spirit animal you are to make sure that you know where your strengths and weaknesses lie. It's not about changing them. It's just being able to know that self-awareness and taking advantage of and watching out for those pitfalls as much as possible. So again, in summary, for your audience and for yourself, because I'm going to ask you which one you are, you've got the army ant. That's basically your parallel processing things instead of attacking them one thing at a time. You've got the squirrel, that's you're looking at the next shiny object. You've also got the hedgehog, that means you wanna have you be fully armored up. You wanna make sure you've got all the boxes checked. Like if you wanna become a CEO, you think you have to take every entrepreneurship class on the planet. And then it's really, and the chameleon, someone that's looking out for others, your focus is on other people's needs. Uh, rather than yourself. And again, you've got to think of the analogy of the airplane. You've got to put your oxygen mask on first when it comes to focus before you put on the kids' masks. Which one are you, my friend? All right, and so a lot I- of it, sorry, just to, you kind of major in one and minor in the other, so that's usually a little easier to answer. So you're going to have a major in one and a minor in another. Major
1: one. All right, so, you know, I've spent a lot of my career, I think, you know, uh, certified Myers-Briggs, DISC, and emotional intelligence. So and taking all that stuff in my head, I'm going to have to say my major is squirrel. All right. Because, you know, whatever it is, if it's the, you know, streaming live or the podcast or blogging or social media, whatever. You know, So my, my weakness there obviously is going, don't forget, you know, that's great. That's good to be ahead of that, but you you can't lose sight of it and you got to finish what you're doing. I and mean, I've, I've, I've learned to strengthen that left hand, although the right hand is naturally probably, you know, what's next, what's next, but also relate in the minor to the ant a little bit because, uh, I got all this stuff I'm carrying around, all but but maybe not all of equal effectiveness or importance, right? You know, of going, hey, this is good, this is a great thing, uh, Eric, that I'm doing. But you may say, but what's your return on that, and what's your love of doing that? And I'm like, I'm not, I'm not 100% sure. So I really love that question for our audience because, but I will tell you, in the hedgehog, he- hedgehog, there are people like I'm getting my my doctorate uh, years later. And if I didn't have 25 plus years experience, it wouldn't mean anything to me. And I have a reason for it. But there's people I know in the same cohort or friends that say, once I have this, I'll be able to get a management job. And I'm like, no, no, it, to me, if I didn't have a real life experience and couldn't connect the dots, it wouldn't make any sense for me. And so my, my, the hedgehog thing there, that wouldn't be that. But uh, you, got, you got me thinking, and uh, I think you've really analyzed uh The and then the oxygen mask. Which one was that animal? The the when you that's the
0: chameleon. So the chameleon is you're kind of basically doing stuff because you think it's what other people want you to do, whether that's society, whether that's an individual. And again, that can be all these things are positive aspects. Like you're worried about other people, you have a high emotional intelligence, but it's really you got to put that oxygen mask on yourself first before the kids?
1: Yeah, you know, I was younger, uh, I, I would say, you know, my thirties, I, I tended to maybe my early to mid thirties, that that might've been me more, but as I got older, I was like, you know, I, I care about my wife, my kids and close friends, but you know, you're not gonna please everybody. You and I know that, you know, you've got a million people out there that love you, a million people out there going dude, you, you need to get rid of your headset, Ryan. And what's up with his green glasses? We don't like either of you. And then half the people are too busy to even pay attention. So, you know, you get more comfortable in your own skin, I think, if you develop. Uh, but you know what? Uh, that's awesome. So tell me about the story of being an equal man in the green glasses. I do. I got to know that. I don't know, the answer. I don't know that story.
0: So the story relates to focus as well. So I hope everyone, after you hear this story, you don't do what I did, which was I didn't focus on stepping into my story. And so my hope is that either you already stepped in your story, I want you to step further into it, or today you're going to go, whoa, I don't want that to happen to me for 15 years. I want to step directly into my story. So with a name like Eric Qualman, you're always handed an email address. For I've been in the digital space for 26 years, so I, before I started writing books and doing all this fun stuff, like speaking around the world, is that I worked at a company called Yahoo, which was the Facebook of the day back in the late 90s. And then also as the head of marketing at Travelzoo, when we took that company from private to public as a top performing stock on the NASDAQ. Long way to say that I was always an equal man. And I didn't like it, because for 15 years, people, you come in in a good-natured way, somewhat maybe bullying a little bit, but it's like, equal man's here, he can get the coffee, he's super fast. Oh, wait, we got extra work for the weekend well who's super powerful equal man can do it and so i kind of hated the name a little bit and then i wrote a book my second book's called digital leader it was doing well so they did a magazine interview they wanted to take a photo shoot for the cover and they came in and said hey we want to have some fun with this cover do you mind with your website address it's equalman.com do you mind wearing some clark kent like glasses and i go yeah we can do that superman glasses and then they go, well, it's a St. Patrick's Day I Should you mind if they're green? I go, yeah, we can have some fun. They bring them out. I'm like, whoa, those things are really <laughs> bright. Now, we take the cover of the magazine shoot. I don't think much of it. And then I fly a couple of weeks later to Kenya. And the night before I'm going to speak on stage, I went to a rescue shelter to adopt a baby cheetah. On the way over, the woman that I'm with says, you know, like the media, the handler, she says, Hey, um, we had Usain Bolt, the Olympic sprinter here this week, and he adopted from the same letter that you're going to adopt from. And we took video. Do you mind if we film you? And I go, no, that's great. You can marry. She goes, we can marry them together and then we can raise more money for the rescue shelter. I go, yeah, whatever it takes. Let's make it happen. And then she looks at me and goes, but obviously when we're filming, I want to make sure you have your green glasses on. And I kind of look at her. I go, oh, I don't. I was just for that magazine shoot. I don't wear green glasses like that. I look like an idiot walking around with bright green glasses on all the time. And then she pauses and goes, no, I mean, that you have to have that's what everyone thinks you look like in Kenya. I mean, and then, so just the look on her face, I never wanted to see that again. And I realized that in life things happen for you, not to you. So hopefully I tell that story because again, it's my movie, but it's my story, but all of us are in the same movie, just different actors and actresses. So the takeaway is definitely step into your story. So I stepped into my story, started wearing the green glasses and it's uncomfortable. Like you're wearing bright green glasses. It's walking in discomfort and stepping into your story. Ironically enough is uncomfortable at first, but long-term it's the most comfortable place that you can live. And it's not easy. So we lost some business when I started wearing green glasses. Cause people were like, Whoa, we need someone serious. We can't have this guy with green glasses on in front of our 1000 executives. But then we got a lot more business because we weren't in the middle. You know, it's like we want that guy that's entertaining, educating, empowering. Let's get that guy. And then now, crazy enough, we actually are in the business of selling green glasses. Like conferences will get a thousand glasses for their attendees. And now more so that it's virtual. They want to have fun. And so they'll take what we call screenings. Everyone have green, like we're just with Disney and into it, and they have their green glasses on. We take the picture. But the reason I tell you that story is just step into your story no matter how uncomfortable it might be. And the green glasses even to this day it's somewhat uncomfortable wearing these bright green glasses but it always reminds me just to walk in discomfort. You know you don't grow when you go to the gym and you work out. You only strengthen and grow your muscles if you actually push yourself to that discomfort. If you run a marathon you got to push yourself not to that pain level, you don't want to injure yourself, but just you've got to push yourself to that discomfort. The same holds true in business and in life. And so it's just been a great reminder for me and It's a super super long story to say that my cheetah, she is much faster than Usain Bolt's cheetah. That's really what I wanted to get to.
1: Hey man, well I I love hearing the story, and uh, you know on a personal level, you know it's funny. Early in my life, I had just somehow uh, started signing my name and said Ryan Sowers, Ryan T. Sowers, right? And and so then that became my signature. I mean this is going back to like early twenties, and then over time that you know that'd go in a book or that'd go in a uh, Instagram handle go to, and, and so then my kids to this day, they, they, you know, have three daughters and they're like, uh, they saw Ryan T Sowers out in public, you know? And I'm like, they, that's what they, they, that's their affection. And, 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 it, and it was like, I kind of started with this. Then it was like, uh, one of my, one of our, I want to name, but close marketing buddies, uh, globally, he called me, called me right at the beginning of the pandemic. And he's like, well, Ryan T Sowers. And I'm like, all, all right. But it's kind of like that, you know, I, I created something and I, I ultimately stepped into that because then everything needed to be branded, uh, consistently. And, you know, you, you, you don't want like, well, which one are you? And so I'm with you. I, I, I get my share of uh, jokes, but, uh, I think along with the jokes become, uh, you know, you, you, you know, to be comfortable in your own skin. And I think, um, you know, Eric, I, I think, you know, we'll be sensitive to everybody's time here, but I right now there's a lot of people, you know, as we're taping this, uh, we'll be getting it out real soon and you know, we're still counting election votes and we got this, but, you and I are big into leadership and inspiring people. Very much, family guys. What do you say to those people right now? Not, not with politics, just in general, that are struggling during this pandemic. We all feel different emotions. What would you give them? Just to hey, hey, the f- guy, lady, you know, it's all gonna be okay. Focus on this, and and you know, you get your book, and we'll give them your contact information. But anything you would just say to them uh, if they're having a tough time right now?
0: Yeah, I mean, I just put it down to a word. So just give. Like think about wearing a T-shirt. Give. But that starts with give yourself a break yeah i mean this is you're not alone a lot of us get isolated and say oh my gosh this is happening to me i'm the only one and you realize that you're not alone so try to reach out to other folks don't isolate yourself it's easy to do especially now that the world's gone virtual to get behind in your house close the doors and then kind of you're in that that dark place and so give meaning give yourself a break to give of your time so whenever you're stuck volunteer. Because at a minimum, you're going to help someone else out. And guess what? More times than not, you're helping two people out. You're helping yeah. yourself out too. Because it'll help put you on the path to somewhere else. And then give financially if you can. So it's just really just about give. Just think about that word give. Whenever you're going to rut, stuck, that's always been helpful. That's what the research shows. I've seen it myself personally. Um, and so it's just always getting back to that as much as possible. Well, I think with the research
1: you've been doing, I'm going to uh, dial into you for my dissertation and let you uh, jump into this. I'm, I'm playing that, that. That's not a gift <laughs> that I want to give anybody. I, it's, it's a never ending, but no, man, it, it's, it's really awesome. And you know, I just, I know we don't have time for today, but I know you guys do stuff with Disney and, and uh, we have a, one of those vacation clubs down there. So my kids have grown up going to Disney every year. And then uh, we're, we're supposed to be going down uh, with masks, etc., towards the end of the year. And uh you know what? I'm looking forward to, I think they're doing it the right way down there, keeping people safe. Um, You know, I mean, I, I know your team does a lot of stuff with them, right?
0: Yeah, we do. And it's just always a reminder that if you can dream it, you can do it. I mean, it sounds like that sounds wonderful, especially in these challenging times. But the other thing you just need to do is ask yourself, what's the one thing I need to do today that makes everything else either easier or unnecessary. That's the other thing too, is just attack that before the day attacks you. And so write that down the night before and then attack that before the day attacks you. Most of the time, that one thing is going to take 30 minutes to 60 minutes. And by attacking that first thing before the day attacks you, you're kind of playing with house money, quote unquote, the rest of the day. And so that's what really focus is all about, is making sure that you hammer that thing out. And the top three learnings that I got from the book, which are helpful for people, is number one, focus can be learned. It can become a habit, but it's very, very hard. And so it's continual it's not about perfection, it's about progress. I slip every day. So let's make sure I don't slip two, three days, weeks, months. So that's the key. The second thing is that people that are very successful are better at focusing than most of us. And that doesn't mean that they're born with it innately. They don't have a higher IQ. What they have is they have better systems. Specifically, they have better systems that say no to almost everything because that allows you to say yes in the future. And then last but not least, it's really about understanding that what I just talked about, it's not about perfection, it's progress. So patience in the short term and then persistence in the short term, sorry, persistence day to day and then patience in the long term.
1: Well, man, you know what? I think I'm going to, when once this comes in a podcast, I'm going to put this in my own ear and remind myself. But I agree with you 100 percent, Eric. You know, the bottom line is. I own a couple of magazines in Atlanta. And when I have to sit down to be the final set of eyes, the final set of eyes after everybody's looked at it, it requires every bit of focus I have. But you know what? I've taught myself to be able to do it. Now, when I'm done, after 10 hours, where I'm drained. But I, but I can do it. <laughs> can or, or, you know, same thing with writing an academic yeah. paper that's boring. I mean, I can do it. It's still not some great strength, but, but it is teachable. It is learnable. And I think uh, your book will be very helpful to a lot of people. So real quick, as we wrap up, uh, I know I've got all stuff you've got, um, you're everywhere on uh, the internet, but what's the easiest way for people to connect with you and who want to talk to you more about things they do, conferences or coaching or speaking or whatever, whatever they want to uh, connect with you online with?
0: Yeah. Anything we do to help, is just Equal Man. So it's EqualMan.com and it's spelled exactly how it sounds like Equal Man. And equal so man. it's equalman.com and all things social is equal, man. So just, if you type that in, we've got a lot of ton of free stuff out there to help students, to help adults. And so take advantage of that free content. Hopefully it helps you.
1: Absolutely. Well, like I said, you, you did great. And that's finding a time to get together. We had to book it way out, but both of us stay busy. And I really appreciate uh, Eric, your time, your expertise, uh, your books, you're putting out there all that you're giving, uh, paying forward. And uh you know, being a great friend and colleague. So um, I'll be getting this out. I'll get, you know, link out through all our channels, get a link to you with the video show. And then about a week, we should have the uh, podcast available as well.
0: Yeah, no, it's great to see you next time. Hopefully we're in person, maybe absolutely. at a UGA game. I don't ah, know. There you, there you go. There well, well, you go. Go dogs. Yeah, we,
1: we, we may still be voting then, you know, I mean, we still be counting votes, <laughs> uh, but 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 uh, hopefully that's done. And yeah, absolutely. We'll, uh, we definitely can't wait to see you in person and um, uh, something you realize you really miss so much uh, yeah. uh, during this time. But
0: it's crazy. The book, Social Socialnomics, we had it. So that was an 08. I wrote it originally. We talked about online voting. And so now you can see that'll become a reality sooner than you think. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, you're great. And again, that's why I want you guys out there to connect with Eric and on what he does online, et cetera, just watch it, watch the videos, watch what he tweets, writes Instagram. Um, you've always been a step ahead and, uh, uh, you're like that squirrel that's well-rounded now.
0: <laughs> I mean, they just call me a chubby squirrel. I like it. It's like uh, that's the right. squirrels yep. at Michigan State University. The students beat them, and they just look like, like the size of a small grizzly. Right.
1: Bird. That's right. Well, you know, I meant the squirrel in the lovingest way possible. Lovingest <laughs> way possible. All right, my friend. Well, Eric an equal man. Thank you so much for being a guest on the show. I sure appreciate it. Thanks. Thanks to you and your listeners. Yes, sir. Folks, you've been listening to another Community Connection with Ryan Sowers. Special guest, Eric Qualman. Eric uh, goes by Equal Man. Find them all over the internet. And we'll see you again next time.
0: This has been the Community Connection Show with Ryan Sowers. Stay on the lookout for new or past shows with community leaders wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if you want to see the video interview of any show, visit CommunityConnectionsTV.com. Thanks for tuning in, everyone, and we will see you next time.